Coming to you live from the maze of it, it's the Slam Dunklers. Welcome to another Slam Dunklers podcast. Um, Joe Shea here with John Blevins, and we are hoping to make sense of the new standard and the new limited with Theros out and about, and hopefully recall some amazing stories from our Theros pre-release weekend. So John, how uh, how's your week been? It's been all right. Been kind of busy. Just played some b-ball for a uh, preseason game for my intramurals league. But, uh, yeah, pretty good. Right. Um, so uh, I know people uh, people clamoring, just dying to watch our Theros pre-release special. I'm still waiting on making sure the audio is tweaked fine and sounds great. So that will be up ideally with this podcast. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, weren't there, haven't heard about it, we did a midnight pre-release at Dark Force Games. Shout out to Neil Lafort and Ryan O'Donnell for hosting the event, uh, dressing up in costume with us. We were yeah. we were soldiers. I think the Dunklers will be coming out with new limited edition Theros Dunkler soldier tokens. Oh man, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> we're gonna hopefully get that going. No, we need to have one of them be like a swine token or something. Curse <laughs> of the swine. The, the the thing is the the boar token. I mean, the, it's effectively swine. Effectively, yeah. Like who who I'm not gonna call you. <laughs> who do you think would make a great swine token? Ninety <laughs> percent of magic players could probably pull it off. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I know someone that would make a great swine token. Tom Martell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, takes a, he's takes already a glistening new, like the holiday hand. A new spin on the greased uh, on the greased pig contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So uh, yeah, if um, if you want to to relive the the midnight pre-release, we uh, we went two and two. We went two and zero. Oh, won our first two matches, and then the uh, the weaknesses of our decks just just really became evident. Having no real bombs, having no real power cards. Yeah, it could never beat like a five five. <laughs> We could it could beat a riot double. I give you that. We could beat one riot double. Just, but I mean, beyond that, it really seemed as though you know the deck just didn't have any bombs or, or just even decent removal like that. So it was kind of rough. Yeah, I don't think the format as a whole has a lot of removal, but it, we had we had some decent black cards. We could have splashed like green. Uh, we could have ran red green splash black. Uh, but I you know decided that. The the cards were powerful, but they weren't like all that powerful. It was the um, one one uh, there's we had one of the four or five rare guy gorgons that um, you can give death touch and whenever a guy dies you can scry, and then two of the grave digger gorgon. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if it's it's probably not worth it um, to make the deck more inconsistent mana wise uh, in order to add a little bit of like raw power. But I think in hindsight. <clears throat> The format is slow enough where you really just want to make your deck as powerful as possible. Um, did so, you did you do any other pre-releases this, last weekend? Um, I did like kind of like a half a pre-release. Um, <laughs> Joe Joe Marcello, shout out to Joe Marcello. Um, made a deck, lost round one, and uh, was like, eh, I'm just gonna go home. Ryan dropped me. I'm like, hold on, hold on, just let me play your deck. I, wanna, I just want to get you know more familiar with the cards. I want to play some more. So I played his deck. Uh, for three rounds, it was pretty bad, and like I made some changes to the deck to to make improvements that I thought needed to be made. But honestly, the deck wasn't even built all that bad to begin with. So 
Um, it was pretty, the deck was built pretty optimally, uh, at least in the right colors, I think. Um, so that, like, it was just a really, like, underpowered deck. Okay. Ended up going two and two again, but I really didn't deserve the two wins I got. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, uh, I had done another, another pre-release on, on Saturday, and I opened, I went really well. I got a Fasa, didn't play her, but, like, I was, I was in white-green, I had the, um, the 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 haste hydra that's green and x pro blue haste that guy was yeah, really good yeah that guy is like really good mist cutter hydra or something mist cutter like hydra yeah. yeah that guy's sick I had um I had three divine verdicts I had two of the exile in enchantment I had the mm-hmm. the one uh, exile dis- uh, destroy enchantment scry too mm-hmm. so I, I was really good oh, I had the um the kill due to power two or less yeah uh, that thing I think it's pretty bad. It's not the worst. It's 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 very conditional removal, but in a set that was really light removal. I, I mean, I drew it once and I two four on the guy. Sideboard card. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine playing it main, personally. Just it, it it it's a kill spell. I mean, my pull wasn't as. It's not a very good kill spell. I think it's it, I think it's close to unplayable in draft. In, in draft, it's different. I mean, in sealed, I played it and I I did two for one a guy because, you know, if if he's gonna attack. And try to blow me out the combat trick. Having that's just a really strong two for one. I mean, again, it's it's not the greatest, and, and maybe looking back, I probably shouldn't have played it. But I, I mean, it's like really bad against the green decks. It like because all their guys are three power higher. That's fair. And plus, plus it doesn't do anything for you after the fa- after they land an enchantment on it. Yeah. And that's fair. Like I, we've we found that the same thing with um, uh, lightning strike or whatever the searing spear thing is. Yeah. And also, um, like Magma Jet is Magma Jet is like really bad in this format because there's just not a whole lot of X twos that aren't in like red or white. So like against like the green or the green blue or black decks, it's just like really bad because you like tempo is so important in this format. <clears throat> we found you can't, that out. Like know. pass, yeah, you can't like pass turn two, leave up your your um, Magma Jet and hope to two for one them because if they just swing and play another guy, it's like, okay, well, I just got screwed. And you can't, like, it's the same thing as, like, gate crash. It's like, okay, well, they swing, you go, uh, well, I guess I'll, he didn't get greedy, so I guess I'll just magma your guy, like, okay, plus two, plus two. Um, heroic ability. Heroic ability. Like, you just get blown out. Like, it just does not work out in your favor like it normally would. and Or otherwise, it'll just be like, okay, I'll just play 3-3, three, three, pass. So, like, Magma Jet's like a really under underwhelming card, um, and the other thing about the um, <clears throat> damage based removal is that it doesn't help you after they land a uh, does not help you at all after they land an enchantment. So if they get like one of their ordeals, one of the ordeals off, or um, just any bestow know, guy, any bestow guy, or um, a lot of the things give like plus two plus two. It's like you can use your searing spear thing or your magma jet, but they can just you know pump in response and blow out. Yeah, it's a blow off on your end. So, yeah, that uh, the magma jet and those those damage based removals seem a lot weaker in this format than they uh, you know normally might be. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to know. I uh, you have to uh, reevaluate things next time if I um if I go to a release event this weekend. Yeah, keep, and, keep and, that mind. Yeah, and the thing, um, the Scry on Summon and Griptide are both really good because they a they a can blow people out when they're when they're casting something like regardless of if they have pump or not, and also they can answer things after the fact. Um, 
So like if they put like an ordeal on, or if they put a, um, you know, a, just a regular aura that's not a bestow guy, you can still you can still two for one them, or at least you know kill their enchantment, make them recast their guy, which is really good. Grip tide really slows them down, and if you you know keeping the beats on, you know, playing guys every turn, and then you you know grip tide one of their guys that had an enchantment on it, it's like you're getting really far ahead. Um, yeah, I also uh, I opened the the green bow. And I personally thought that card was just unbeatable. It's, I don't want to call it a JIT, but it's very similar, shockingly. Mm, it's kind of close. It's, it, it's, it doesn't kill their guys, though, is the thing. It, I mean, it, it kills flyers. I mean, it doesn't, it, 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 it's, flyers. I mean, it's, it is not, it's not JIT, but it's, it's probably the closest thing you will see to JIT in Limited ever. Um, three mana is not awful. Attackers, you get de- attacking creatures get death touch, which is actually pretty strong, because it means all your little dudes trade up. On top of that, yeah, it makes I mean, it very hard for them to race. Yeah, I mean, racing on top of that, the uh, just gaining three life a turn makes it really hard to race. Putting counters on your guys is really strong, and actually they used to blow out a flyer once, which was kind of cool. Nice. That card, that card is insane. If I had to, you know, pack one, pick one, any card for playability wise. Um, I don't know if I would pick this one, but this I would definitely consider it. Like, I, yeah, it's probably in the, it's definitely in the top ten like best cards. Like the Cerebus is probably better. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Uh, I was talking with Dan Stella actually. All of the Mythics are playable. There's no like ten mana like. What about um, the, uh, the the double black, double white, uh, Ashy Larry guy? That guy's, that guy's really good. Ashen Rider. Guy's a five five flyer that exiles a permanent when he enters the battlefield and leaves the battlefield. Like what? What's not to like about him? Uh, I'm just asking if the uh, the cost is a little too high for eight. I think the format is slow enough to to play him. And okay. eight is <clears throat> unless <clears throat> excuse me, unless the format's like really fast. Eight is like it's feasible in the right deck. That's fair. Plus, there's like if you're playing like black white, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of like one threes and two threes and one fives at common and the three three the three three um three three zombie guy where you can pay one and a blue to to animate him is pretty good. Um <clears throat> I saw Scott Abramowski beat down uh game day champion Alex Bianchi with for like twenty points of damage with that three three guy. <laughs> as well as the um the one five flyer uh, like chimera that he just like gums up the ground. Yeah, um, just random random news now. Elspeth is jumped up to sold out at forty dollars. She uh, she saw a bit of a price jump. Really? Huh. Yes. On top of that, um, for those for those listening now, we we did have an interview with game day champion Alex Bianchi as well That's as true. as well as the Mad Dog John Madonia minutes. Yep. Yep. So stay tuned for those. We're hopefully get those up as soon as as soon as humanly possible. Um, yeah, Ho- hopefully we can get those up real quick because those are the, the both of them were good interviews. Yeah, they were. I thought they were really cool. On top of that, I have been brewing for standard, and I you with the new standard people on Facebook looking for ideas, things like that. I got into a few discussions with people on Facebook. And I need John's opinion on this, and I would like the the the, the one listener to hi Scott <laughs> to give me some feedback on this. I, I was talking to someone in a, a South Towns group, and he was wondering what what good cards can control play to deal with early aggro, and he was asking if Voice of Resurgence was good. 
For you know, a control deck? For control deck. You know, you play for control, because, I mean, it blocks, and then on top of that, you also get a dude that can block again. And I was making the case that Precinct Captain is pretty sweet. Um, they both have the same cost. Um, Precinct Captain is white-white, whereas Voice is white-green. Um, Precinct Captain is a 2-2 first striker that, when he deals combat damage, you get a uh, 1-1 dude. Um, you know, Voice, the 2-2, the when they cast a spell on your turn, or when it dies, you get the the uh, elemental dude that power equal to number of dudes. Keldon... Mm. Warlord guy. Um, yeah, I was, I was making the case, and like there were, it got a little bit heated, and I was trying, a lot of people thought that voice was a lot better, and I, I'm still kind of in shock about it because, like, I, I I'm no control guru, but I, I felt as though Precinct Captain was just by far better, um, just based on the fact that a two-two first striker is going to do a lot better going up the board against, you know, a lot of like the aggro guys than. A 2-2 without first strike. Um, it shuts down... I mean, it trades with Ash Zealot. It favorably blocks um, Cackler, uh, Ragdoll Shred Freak. I don't know if that'll be seen play, but I mean that, that was a card at one point. Um, the Fiend Drinker, uh, the, the new Seder, the 2-1, the new Jackal yeah. Puck guy. I mean, I don't know how many X, uh, X1s there are going to be, X2s there are going to be. Um, Dried Militant. Uh, there's a decent amount of them, and I felt as though that... You know, being able to... to you know, stop the X2s from attacking as opposed to trading in was pretty beneficial. Yeah, um, it, it, it's kind of hard to tell without the deck. Um, they yeah. both have their merits. Um, the thing about Precinct Captain is that all these decks are going to be running their suite of, of burn spells. Yes. Um, and the best, like, pretty much the best part about playing a control deck against those decks is that all of their kill spells and burn spells are dead or they have to go to the face. And yes. it's like you're not really all that upset if they have to go to the face, but once they're getting value by killing your guys with like a Searing Spear or whatever, it's like it effectively does more than three damage at that point, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, I feel as though if, if they are going to go turn two or turn three, kill you know kill one of my guys if I'm, if I'm a control player, that's actually really good for me because that's not another dude they commit to the board to put pressure on, forcing me to find a wrath effect. Uh, I, th- I feel like you want them to play more. You want them to play more guys, so they have if, to overcommit. If you have a wrath. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, if you don't have the wrath against the those like hyper aggressive aggro decks, you pretty much lose anyway. And uh, like when when Blitz was big, like having being on the draw and having wrath wasn't quick enough a lot of the time. Nope. I've lost enough games doing that, so I, I assure you that was a problem. Yeah, I, they're, like, when I was playing, I played Blitz for, like, a solid, like, three weeks, and I was, like, on Magic Online, and I'm like, okay, if I win the die roll, okay, automatic win game one, um, Automatic and win game three if you don't maul. Well, yeah, it's like, it's like an automatic win game three if I don't maul, but also that, like, like, one out of one game out of every like two matches, I'm just going to win regardless of what they draw, whether I'm on the player draw. You just blitz them out. Like it doesn't. It literally doesn't matter what they do. Like you just get an automatic win, which is why I like the deck. But it didn't have any sort of consistency, and then people were sideboarding it against it a lot. Um, and yeah, but I think actually the probably the better card to play. Also, another reason to not play precinct captain or to an extent, voice is because it's bad with your own wraths. Yes. Um, but, like, I, I don't know if you really want to be playing a two-drop creature in those decks. Um, 
like regardless of whether it is voice or uh, precinct captain, I think the best the best answer right now to those early aggro decks is um, <clears throat> uh, anger of the gods, the three mana like uh, pyroclasm effect about three damage. Um, yeah, yeah, th- like that's the like obviously the best like answer to those early aggro decks. Yeah, um, we're trying to figure out a card that fits in like a, a blue white shell. He was wondering if splashing for green for for voice was good and. As I, I think I think you know if you're just trying to go up the board, Priest and Captain is better, and it also makes it we don't have to play a third color, making your mana base a lot stronger. Yeah, I mean the thing about Priest and Captain is it only ever one for ones. Um, I mean it can I guess it can stop a lot of their guys because it has first strike, but like if they have the removal, it's so like it's a thousand times worse than voice if they have removal. Yes, I think if you're talking about just straight up gaining life, I would say that on average voice probably gains you more life, if you look at it that way. Okay. Even if it doesn't trade with a guy, it probably gains more life. And then like against a three like against a three power or a three toughness guy, uh, like voice is a thousand times better. Yeah. Um against I guess against like two power guys, it's still not like Precinct Captain's still better, but they can uh eh, yeah, I mean another. I mean the the other side of the coin is if you're you know you're, you're playing against a control or uh, like a mid range deck, going turn two priest and captain and swinging makes them use cards to deal with it. Possibly yeah, attention I mean, sphere or Azorius charm. It's the same thing with voice though, because then they can't even play cards on your on your turn. Yeah. So like I think voice is better against control than priest and captain. I mean, do you think there will be that much? Uh, you know, end of turn stuff now that, um, you know, Think Twice is gone and Restoration Angel is gone. And... Maybe not, but, like, they can't counter your spells without you getting value. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And also, it's better against Wrath and, like, all that stuff. I, I don't know. Especially when you're running your own Wraths, it seems like Voice would be better. But I, I think it's probably close. I, don't, I, 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 think, I, I honestly think don't think you want to play either in Control. No, I don't, I don't know if you probably want to play either. Like, I mean, I, I could see siding in. I mean, you, you don't want to side in, like, a, a two-drop. I, don't know, I feel like the, the the impact on the mana base now that we're missing the the check lands and things mm. like that is is the biggest reason to not play voice. Yeah, it's possible. And like, why wouldn't you just play like Centaur Courser or something instead of voice? Centaur Courser or not Centaur? Centaur Corsair. Healer. Centaur Healer. Yeah. Yeah, and that is a three drop though. And I mean, th- yeah. three is where the control decks start um start to get going. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that I you really want to be playing any of those cards. Yeah. I don't know if they're, like, I mean, if you're playing green, like, what else are you really getting at this point? I mean, that's, I, I mean, Thrag Tusk actually has cycled. Yeah, Farseek, Thrag Tusk's Farseek's gone. Farseek's gone. Yeah, oh, there I mean, are Farseek replacements, but they're uh, creatures. With the have. tree, I mean. There's the tree, and I think uh, the, 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 the one Seder guy's probably not playable unless you have, unless you're playing a deck with Nykthos, you're probably not playing that Seder that untaps a land. Yeah. Although I think it's kind of interesting that the interaction between Nykthos and that Seder guy, if you made like a mono green deck, you can make quite a bit of green mana. I don't know what you'd do with it at this point, but... I mean, on top of that, there's also the um, the guy that taps for man equal to devotion to green. Yeah, that guy costs four. Yeah. I mean, if you were, if you were playing a, a ramp deck and you're just trying to ramp out um, something huge, like the like the Miscutter would be the kind of thing. Yeah, you really could Really good mana sink. The problem with decks like that, where you're running like, is that if you don't you don't have them, you're screwed. If you draw them in the wrong order, if you don't have them, yeah. or if you like 
if you like miss a step at all, you're like you're just like really far behind. and It's not good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure if there's there's enough mana sinks out there for like a, a mono green or like a green splashing. Like I mean, you could play like Polychronos or yeah. There's like there's a lot of like mana sinks. It's just like scavenge have, guys. If you have all remember mana scavenge. Sinks, no, because it was like almost never playable yeah. except on the one uh, on the fucking troll guy on the one troll guy. Drag mangler. Yeah. No, no, no. Drag mangler's a plant zombie. On the um. Oh my god, I can't think of what his name is. The the legendary troll guy from Dragon's Maze. Varals. Ver- yeah, Varals. Yeah. He, he's like the only like playable guy with scavenge, and he didn't actually have scavenge. <laughs> Um, but I don't I don't know. I, I don't really know what I want to do for, for standard yet. I think red green or like mono red, like splash green or splash white decks are gonna be really prevalent in the first few weeks because yeah. a lot of times uh after rotation happens people <laughs> look for the most aggro of aggro decks. Because... Yeah, you might as well just play aggro because the control decks don't know exactly what they're gonna be playing against. Yeah. I'm actually um I'm actually playing control, I'm working on a blue white control list. It's uh it's not bad. I mean it, it, I, uh, I I can do a quick little rundown if you want. You probably don't care. Sure, go for it. Um, I'm running one Aetherling main. You know, Aetherling's just a bomb. He's a, he's, yeah, a, he's a good finisher. Um, my my Planeswalker slash Superstar column. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing four <laughs> four Jace Architect of Thought. Yeah, um, I'm that's doing, insane. Yeah, I mean right now he's really good. Um, just drawing a bunch of cards. Plus is not bad as well. Yeah, and he's he's a he's a way to find a win condition in your guy's deck. Which you know you don't always want to do, yeah, but I mean his ultimate is a game winner. Usually, yeah. Um, I'm playing one Thassa and one Heliod. I would probably play two Elspeth if I could find them, but the, they just came out, and I'm not gonna go pay for cards, and I'm not gonna trade for them when they're that high. If I can borrow them, cool. If not, you know I'll live. Um, do eight islands, eight planes, and then um, four Zorius Guildgate, four Hollow Fountain, two Mutavolts. I am. <laughs> Excuse me. I am very excited to play a deck that does not immediately scoop to Burning Earth. <laughs> yeah, that, unlike the Maze's End deck, which we could still revive. Did, did Maze's End get any pumps from from? Uh, nope. Not, not play, oh, dude, you can play that. You can play that Seder guy. Untap the land. Your Maze's End. Oh no, yeah. it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work because you have to bounce it. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you, you can bounce it. You know, play a land for the turn and do it again. I mean, it, it just speeds it up by like. Half a turn, but I mean, speeds it, it up by like an eighth of a turn. I mean, it makes your <laughs> makes your urban evolution better. It makes yeah, you know, things like that. It's not the greatest. Definitely not the greatest. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I consider playing if we do uh, if we do go to another store and do like grudge matches and things like that. I would consider playing mazes again and again. Uh, the only things that really lost are like um, safe passage. I don't know if it's an M14. There's another. There's another. There's uh, an equivalent. There's an there's another fog and. Uh, oh yeah, there there's a fog. Two mana fog or it something. It loses Snapcaster Mage, which yeah, that card was good. But on top of that, it really yeah. it didn't really <laughs> it didn't really lose much. So and the format runs Asa. <laughs> yeah, I mean the format. return. The format did slow down, so you could also run into the wilds. Oh, that's true. So that will we'll help help you drop a uh, extra land every now and then. Speaking of brewing things, uh, Scott sent us a message yes. to Scott, and uh, there's a <laughs> he's got an idea for a uh, a land killing deck where we the only way we win is by attacking with lands in various forms in standard. Yes, I am. I don't know if we can. Uh, we might be able to do it. 
It's I, definitely it's something. We're, we're trying it. I'll, I'll give them it's that. Definitely a tough challenge. Yeah, I think I don't think it's the worst. There's the problem with me making the deck is that I'm going to be like, okay, let's cut this, cut this, cut this. Okay, <laughs> let's the core. All right, now let's add good cards. All right, now that we're doing that, let's cut all the other garbage. Yep. All right, we've got Jam one. Four six which... revelations. <laughs> by yeah, by by land kill, we're literally one running four mutavault. No, we're running four mutavaults. Just one. That's, you know, just one. You got to yeah, find just it. one. We're playing blue white control with just mutavaults. It's the only way to win. Yeah, I don't know. I I think we can we can try to make it work again. The yeah. The, the fact that that we're generally pretty good in terms of. I'm not gonna say we. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, not, I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag here. I'm the one who builds all the stupid, uh, stupid jank decks that we play yeah. for the feature matches. So I think we are going to hopefully do this, in, and maybe it'll be a week or two, depending on when we do another live podcast. Yeah. I know that. Uh, I I talked to Ryan. Ryan was really happy about the the live cast we did, the, the feature matches, the the re- interviews. So that was definitely good. I'm not sure what our status are is with other stores. But I am going to try to work um, to get to get with collectors to uh, podcast live for the the Gary Horsch Memorial event, which is October 20th, I believe. So if uh, John, if you're free, that's great. I don't know if we're going to have room to have the feature match area in the little yeah we might little dunkler corner. But we'll see. Yeah, what we, we might can get do. jammed in the dunk. Or we could do it upstairs, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine upstairs is probably a little bit better. It's a lot better. <laughs> Definitely. So. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, just remember for everyone for that, make sure you guys sign up, pre-register, and come out to the event. It'll be great, good time, and uh, it'll be a very meaningful event. And let's celebrate the life and friendship of Gary Horschel. Yep. Who, and if you knew him, great guy. If you didn't know him, now would be a time to, you know, meet his family and hear all the great things people have to say about him and what made him such a good part of the Magic community. So, uh, got a little sidetrack there. So, uh, that's my... What were we talking about again? <laughs> we're talking about my bad, uh, bad blue-white control deck. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's running, like, D-Spheres and yeah, four, Verdict. Yeah, four D-Sphere, four Verdict, four Zorius Charm, two Ratchet Bomb, three Dissolve, four Sphinx Rev, another four Sphinx Rev. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't play the fifth one, you're good, man. Nope. Two Syncopate, four Divination, one Elixir of Immortality, 61 cards. Has yep. to be. Has to be. Gotta yeah. have that sixty-one card Dio Jund. Exactly. I um. I gotta say though, I think, I think divination is actually just an awful, awful, awful card. Probably in this deck it is. I mean, at the same time, there's just no real card draw. Yeah, opportunity, man. I mean, opportunity costs four. Costs it costs six. I'm, I'm thinking the um. What's the one that uh from Return the cost four? I don't know. It costs four, instant speed, draw two cards, inspiration. Oh, inspiration. Opportunity costs six, but it's instant speed. Yeah, but I mean, at six, you can just be cast on Sphinx's Revs or... Yeah, but there's your fifth through eight Sphinx's Revs. That's fair. Curve, curve just seems a bit too high, though. That's what I'm kind of afraid of. So, yeah, probably. I mean, I'm gonna that try, card's I'm, pretty bad against aggro. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try Divination, see how it goes. Um, but actually, right. yeah, I, I don't know. Watch, it'll just be the nuts. It'll just. I, I can see Divination being amazing in... in um, in something like Ratchet Bomb just being underwhelming. But, yeah, I... I think Ratchet Bomb's definitely a metagame choice. Yeah, I mean, Ratchet Bomb... Ratchet Bomb's gonna be good against those zero drops, and I expect to see a lot of tokens for the first couple weeks. But I, I was having a discussion with someone on Facebook about Gideon... 
champion or whatever the hell he is. <laughs> I don't know. Gideon, underappreciated. Yeah, and and Gideon is really good. Gideon's, I mean, he's a planeswalker. He's solid. He becomes a dude. He gets bigger. But the the person I was discussing with kept making the point that if you activate Gideon, you have counter magic up, like render silence, things like that. You can protect Gideon to have him win. And this person, this person doesn't really play control that often. So it was hard to explain that if you have to protect your threats. You know, if you have to play cards like Render Silent, so you know that you count on the first spell that tries to kill Gideon, and he'll get through. What happens is you're you're kind of building a deck around Gideon, and if you if he's your primary win condition, he's not the best. Like the no, reason, not not with Murderbore in the format. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you know Aetherling and Mutavault are really hard to deal with cards that also act as finishers are things you want to look at. Heliod, he's hard to deal with, and I mean, in my deck, I don't plan on making him a dude, but at the same time, you know, he just spits out dudes on your turn, and, you know, he's uh, a constant source of reliable threats that will get there. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're if you're new to control, you don't need that many threats. I've only got four actual ways to win. An Aetherling, uh, Heliod, and two Mutavolts. I mean, I can alt Jace, or I can get Thassa turned on with uh, three. I mean, a, a Jace and three Detention Spheres. <laughs> <laughs> no, only two Detention Spheres because Thassa counts. Oh, she she does count herself, yeah. So I I will in fact I I will get I will get Tron out with four D Spheres <laughs> and a Thassa and swing for the win. It, it's going to happen tomorrow. I almost almost guarantee it. Yep, just gonna play the D sphere with no target out. Just play yep. it. Just, just play it. Um, yeah, actually, I need to mention about the F and M. The last F and M, the senior night. I, <laughs> I went four zero. I came in first place at uh, some store. I'm not gonna say what store. You can say what store. I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't want to give them promotion. <laughs> <laughs> No, I went. I went to Dave and Adams. I, I went four. They had like 98 people there. I got first place, which is cool. They did an article about you know they interviewed me, quote unquote. They, put they, it up. they quote unquote interviewed me. Did they know. actually put it up. They did put it up. Wow. Yeah, I was shocked. Did they mention that you were a dunkler? They did. I mean, I made sure. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So I um yeah I went four there. I I got to win like my last game, my last my last match. I won both games off Tamu alts, and it was epic. It was just awesome. It's so, so f- she let you. She let you ultimate her at pro- after prom. Right? At, I did. I ultimate her. <laughs> and and yeah, she's gone. She graduated. So I wonder if Thassa is the new um, the new Tamiel for me. She might be. She might be your new girl. That's so. the thing about those standard those standard cards, Joe. You say they keep getting younger. <laughs> Well played, well played. Those blue mythics, those blue mythics. I, I know. Coming. I got a thing for them. <laughs> I, I got a thing for the uh, for the girls in blue. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, we're going. We're going to a weird place. We are. We gotta either we gotta we gotta commit and just go all in, or we gotta we gotta end this really quick and move right. on to something else. All right, let's move on to something else. <laughs> so about that something else, John. <laughs> 
All right, so I think this is a decent enough time to unveil. We alluded to it earlier, I think. I think I alluded to it in so the uh we might be doing some formal sections and some you know, some actual like portions of our cast that we the production have value somewhat planned out even though this is like very much not planned out at all. It's a uh, section that I came up with. It's called Reader Reb. Uh, ha! I, 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 I already ruined it. Ru- ruined it already, John. I ruined it already. It's called Peter Reddit. Uh, like Peter Rabbit. Like anyone, shout outs to Beatrix Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you weren't expecting that one. Uh, if you don't know who that is, just look it up. If anyone actually knows Beatrix Potter, send her our way. We will definitely, definitely yeah, she have on the show. Definitely hasn't been dead for like 50 years or I anything. Know. <laughs> All right, so basically, gonna take a look at uh, you know whatever whatever articles are on Reddit right now, and talk about some of the decent ones, and mostly about the bad ones that are. Really oh, also, stupid. shout out to everyone who is a new listener. Um, I know we've only had a couple casts, and we hope that you guys are enjoying the show. Blah blah blah. Shout out to everyone. John had posted the. The, the last cast on Reddit. Shout out to everyone who downloaded us. Yeah, shout outs. Hopefully you're listening. Shout outs to all the people that showed their hate. True Dunkler form. <laughs> seven people downvoted us. We had 18 upvotes, seven downvotes to a, a net plus 11. We're on the front page for a little bit, but didn't get up that high. Now we're on the second page, which kind of sucks. But well, make make whatever. sure make sure people start liking this. Then make sure they. I, I guess people don't appreciate shameless self promotion. Jeez. I mean, well, it, what what is Reddit beyond that? I I don't know. People, I don't know. But in terms of Reddit, let's take a look. Let's see, all right. So we've got a um, we've got a lot of AMAs. Uh, Ask me anything. Those those are always good. Uh, they have people. We should we should do a live streaming cast and do <laughs> an AMA. And, yeah, I mean, we, we just talked to Scott for forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. I know. I think uh, yeah. we should. Um, we'll do that. How we do it in October? All right. We'll, if, we'll see. If we get if we get a hundred likes on Facebook, no one cares. <laughs> Let's do 120. 120. We get 120 because we're really close to 100. Yeah. And, I, and I really don't want to commit to actually having to do this. <laughs> That's right. If we get 120, 120 likes, likes. If we get 120 likes in October. We'll. No, no. 120 likes total. Not 120 yeah, I, in October. If we get to 120. Oh, if we get likes to 100. Okay. Yeah. October. Yeah. Yeah. We get to 120 li- likes in October. We'll see what we can do for an AMA, and hopefully we can get it on Reddit. But the AMAs in general, pretty good. Uh, thumbs up for those. Um, let's see what we got here. Okay, here's a good example of what is stupid about Reddit. But however, this was done in a good way because it, it is tangentially uh, related to the Dunklers. So people do this all the time. On tangentially Reddit. related. Yeah, people do this all the time. They're like. Look at this! Look at this combo I found in standard, and it's usually like a ten-card combo that gains you five life. That's that's basically the best way to describe these stupid it's, combos. You can just play Elixir of Mortality and gain you your five. Just play Elixir, yeah. But and, you, like, and you get added value. People are like, oh, I can turn my creature into a uh, like a gin, and then I can I can <laughs> sack it to I can do engineered explosives on on or engineered plague on ox, and like all these really really stupid things. Engineered plague. Playing. On Ox. You play on Ox, yeah. You, you just said this. Yes. I am so happy right now. <laughs> so this guy says, as soon as I saw Gift of, Morta- of Immortality, I knew it had to be done. He posts this combo. It's Gift of Immortality, and I see that like they always do these pictures, like these stupid like MS Paint drawn like 
this card plus and they draw out a plus and MS Paint equals and they have like these stupid lines. It looks it looks terrible. They, which, they, they don't even they have to use the hand draw tool to make the plus look all squiggly and shit. Yeah, it looks terrible. So this is done like that. So thumbs down to them. Shout downs because they did that. But however, they did a sweet combo. It's Im- Gift of Immortality with Festering Newt and Bubbling Cauldron. And to top it off, the best format of playing this instant. I just knocked my mic out of my I, I'm, I'm very excited about this too, John. Yeah, so. yeah the best four-man of Planeswalker and standard Bog Brew Witch. So this is a pretty sick combo, actually. So uh, you, you think we can do black-white Witch's yeah. Brew? Witch's Brew, Gift of Immortality? More than likely, yes. But, uh, yeah. So we that might, was we might have this for our, our next our next podcast. We can do this. That'd be pretty sweet. All right, so that's... we got to get those Bogber witches up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, I ordered 10,000 of them. I invested my life savings on them. <laughs> yeah. Traded, traded all my good cards for... Traded all that power you just got bricks, into Bogber witches. Bricks of Bogber witches. <laughs> my walls are lined with them. Yeah, you know, you, you've seen Breaking Bad, you know, Walt has all that money. That's all Joe Shea... That's what Joe Shea has, except it's all Bogber witches. Uh... I can't go. Oh, no. I can't go through another bulk rare situation. <laughs> He's got to pick up. Speaking of which, uh, how, how, shout out to Nick Cummings. How much are those Grimgrins worth? You know, they finally rotated out of standard. Did they ever break a dollar? <laughs> the answer is no. Um, all right. So that that's an example of a good way to do a bad thing on Reddit. Um, uh, let's see. Building. Oh, here's another stupid one. Grimgrins Building are now a dollar nineteen. Wow, Star I think City? Nick is still at minus 81 cents. Did he pay $2 um, each? I think so. I don't know. But uh, this guy has another stupid combo. Building a blue-red deck, and this is going to be my favorite combo in the deck. Making their things into bacon. Curse of the Swine. Stupid squiggly hand-drawn plus from MS Paint. Anger of the Gods. Wow, that is a really stupid combo. Doesn't help anyone. Is only mildly funny. And is a waste of time. Can't believe that that doesn't have a mi- that thing has three plus three hundred. Now it's only plus two ninety. Is that actually a combo? No, it it, it it kills all their guys. Yes, it's a two card five hundred million mana. Kill all their guys. I mean, like I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy, but isn't just just Supreme Verdict better than? It's a thousand times better. Except. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just a thousand times better actually. All right, so that's another. Those are stupid things. This is actually kind of cool what they did here. This this guy, I don't know who did it. Um, he what's, the, what's that bacon card? Um, make dude curse, curse this one. Curse this one. It costs. Oh my X god, blue. that's X blue blue. Unbelievable. That cards. Yeah. But uh, so this guy took um, seven cards in Theros, uh, one of each color, a land, and I think an artifact. Yeah. And. Uh, he basically made them beta cards. So he found, like, old, like, beta-style art. I don't know where he found it. Um, he uh, and basically took, like, old old um, old frames and reworded these cards like they would have been worded in, in beta. So um, he did a, a Porphyros, God of the Forge, and it, it's a summon legend. So, you know, obviously that from beta. Um, and the, the text is, counts as both an enchantment and a creature and is affected by spells that affect either. Porphyros cannot be destroyed. Can you send me if this it, right now? Uh, yeah. If, hold on, let me finish reading this. 
If the number of red symbols in the casting cost of cards you control is less than five, Porphyros isn't a creature. Whenever another creature comes into play, deals two damage, blah, 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 and then pay three plus one plus zero. So it's like it, it's like formatted just like a beta card would be. And like that, that that's a cool, like, unique thing. I just send it to you. That's a cool, unique thing that is, like, worth sharing on Reddit. And there's, like, six other ones, which are all kind of cool. Um, let's see. This is another cool thing that I saw. It was, it was a little wordy. I didn't actually read it all. I just looked at the gist of it. It's using historical data to rank the top Magic the Gathering cards. And uh, Send that to me, too. Yeah. This is a... It's a real, like, mathematical thing. Um, like, uh, I'm assuming it's a he. Yeah, Mike Curry. Um he uses uh, a bunch of different like statistic um, analysis and a bunch of different stuff to like rank all these cards in legacy based on, I, I didn't really read it a lot, a, a lot of it, but um, <clears throat> he, he has this like raw score for all these cards in legacy and he has the top 100 cards in legacy based on these like criteria. And it's, it's kind of cool. I would he, definitely say check, check out the, uh, the, the beta cards, um, they look really, really, really good. I mean, and it's, it's, it's a way to look, you know, look at, you know, interpretations of the the new cards as though they were old. So it gives you more of an idea as to, you know, what what cards used to be like and how the game's really changed. I gotta say, because they, they're they are really good. I think the art chosen is really representative of what they kind of would be. And on top of that, they. They look really good, I gotta say. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this uh, the uh, historical data thing that it's the the top five legacy cards. One, two, three of them are blue. Three of them are blue, and the other one's a land. Can you um, guess? Can you guess what they are? And yeah. one of them is white. Okay, so uh, say say the the top five cards. The top five cards in Legacy based on this score that this guy came up with. Um, Force of Will. Okay, that's number three. Um, you said blue? Three blue cards, one land, one white card. Brainstorm. Brainstorm is number one. Yeah, Brainstorm is like the reason to play Legacy. Yep. Um, one's white. One is white. It's either Stoneforge nope. or... Uh, either, it's either Stoneforge or Swords. Plowshares. It's Swords. Swords is number four. Okay. Um, so one of them is a land. So you've got one, three, and four. One of them's a land, and w- another one's a blue spell. The land is pretty easy if you think about it. Wasteland. Yep, that's number two and number five. Uh, I don't know if you get it. It's close to brainstorm. It's ponder. I was I was gonna guess sculptor, but yeah. Oh yeah, mind sculptor is actually number nineteen. Wow. He's yeah. It's gotta be based on efficiency or something because the cards are. I mean, there are there are one mana costed or force will, which is effectively zero. Death right. Yeah, there's a if you look at this, there's actually a lot of different variables. This guy took a lot of time to do this. Um, but yeah, so let me see if I can find another stupid thing they do. Uh oh, uh oh, forget number thirty-one. Who is number thirty-one? Our our, our rival podcast. Oh, cheese and Caracas. Cheese and Caracas. <laughs> Shout out to cheese and Caracas. <laughs> the secondary Buffalo podcast, which hasn't come out yet, and more than Never likely will. won't. <laughs> We're going to spoof it, though. Don't worry. They just keep us in check so that we don't so that we don't uh, get too ahead of ourselves. Um, okay, <laughs> the uh, secondary Buffalo podcast because <laughs> we're the premiere. <laughs> All 
All right, let me see. Okay, I, I talked about this in an earlier podcast, but one of the number one things people do on Reddit is post stupid pictures of cupcakes with mana symbols on them. Can you send me these? Because I want to see them. I, I, there's no, I don't think there's any up right now, but if you just check Reddit like on uh, like a bi-daily basis, you'll see them. All right. People are like, OMG, look what my girlfriend made for my friends at FNM, and it's just like five cupcakes with the mana symbols on. It is so stupid. I gotta Please. Say, I remember your first rant, and you're like, happy birthday, Jareth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, Jareth. Uh, I, I really need to – I'm, I'm holding myself back because I really get upset when talking about these stupid cupcakes. So please, don't, please don't drop an F-bomb I'm going to try not to. Do, do so. your best. I'm, I'm going to have to censor these out. We'll see what we can do. It's okay. I'm, 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 I'm done talking about it. Just please, please, if there's one thing you learned from the Slam Dunkless podcast, do not post pictures of cupcakes. No one cares. Unless. Unless, unless. you send them to us. I mean, or, or unless they're, they're like completely epic and they're done by a professional and they look like the greatest cupcakes ever, ever, ever. And they're also signed by RK Post. Well, I mean, they wouldn't be, they, they wouldn't be magicalated if they weren't. No, there's nothing. I mean, they wouldn't be cupcakes if they weren't signed by RK Post. Yeah. Okay, so this is the last thing I'll talk about on Reddit. It actually doesn't suck. It's, Shout it's outs to cool. RK Post. Shout outs to RK Post. Okay, so apparently. You know the way that we make RK Post like our favorite artist and like all this uh, – we, we like build up the hype for RK Post. Apparently Reddit is in love with the artist Noah Bradley. Noah Bradley. Don't really know anything about him, but he does AMAs and posts stuff on Reddit all the time. He's is real he, big is with Reddit. Is he a magic artist? Or? He's a magic artist. Uh, I, I don't really know what cards he does. I was actually looking at a card today, and he did it, and it was Noah like just some random card. Yeah. Uh, he did a um, – he made a picture, like a playmat picture. How do you spell N-O-A-H? N-O-A-H Bradley, like how you would think it's yeah. spelled. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, he made this this uh, magic uh, playmat art, and it's just got the, like, Reddit alien and a guy, like, worshipping it, and it's called, like, Our Dark Savior or something. And it's actually pretty cool. It's kind of cool that he's like incorporating Reddit and making Reddit a thing uh, for Magic because like right now, honestly, Reddit like the Magic Reddit is like kind of a joke because it's mostly just stupid stuff like I talked about. Um, there's not really a whole lot of um, like useful information on there. Although a lot of um, people post, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's someone that works for the site that Travis writes for. But people have been posting his articles on there. They've been getting actually a lot of like feedback and, and hype for those. So that's kind of good. Uh, local guy uh, writes for MTGPrice.com. A local guy in Buffalo, um, one of our friends, uh, or at least one of my friends. <laughs> I, have, I have no relationship with Travis. Um, yeah, um, I do disagree with some of his his financial insights, but yeah. But, you know, I you can you can post those comments on on his. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think it's awful. Noah yeah. Bradley's only done about twenty cards. Yeah, but apparently you know he's big with uh, sixteen. It's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, most of the stuff on Reddit is stupid. Um, if you're gonna post something on Reddit, make it cool. Or, um, or make it Dunkler related. Or make it Dunkler rated, please. We we posted something on Reddit. We only got eleven upvotes, and something some stupid curse of the swine thing got three hundred. Yeah, how does how does that happen? I don't know. It, it's really stupid, but yeah, that that that's uh that'll wrap up our Peter Reddit section for today. Hopefully, there'll be some more stuff for next week. Yeah. Another thing, we we would love to have more feedback from people. 
Um, especially Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Who's pretty much the only one actually giving us feedback. Although, actually, um, we did get a couple of uh, personal messages from guys from MTGCast. I need to yes. check them. We're going to give them a shout-out. All right, here we go. Uh, shout-outs to Cameron Barksdale. Who yeah. said that he uh, he's a new listener from outside of Buffalo? Thanks, man. Uh, really appreciate listening to the cast. Shout out to you. I feel like there's another one. Tell your friends to listen to us. Yeah, like the page. You know, if we're at 91 right now, if we can get up to 120, but in October, you know, we'll do an AMA or something, something yeah. stupid. I don't and, know. We'll do something. And if we end up getting, you know, a, you know, if we just get more likes and more feedbacks and things like that, we might be able to. We might be able to goad some stores into giving us some free stuff to give away to you guys, and we could throw some swag somewhere. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. I'd love to be doing giveaways and things like that. So, you know, the more feedback we get, the more listeners we have, the more likes we have, the more you know power we have to to make stores give us stuff to give to you. Yep. I mean, personally, like I said, we don't do this for profit. We don't, you know, we don't try to, you know, we don't charge stores to talk about them. We don't charge stores to do. Um, you know, announcements, things like that. We do it all for fun because we want the community to grow. But at the same time, we want the community to grow. And the community, if the community wants us, we are going to hook the community up with as much free stuff as we can get. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be colossal whales. <laughs> because you had to beat us to get colossal whales. You got to earn your colossal whale. Maybe we can break out some <laughs> shipbreaker krakens, or yeah. you know, maybe promo promo cards generally go pretty well, or maybe packs of cards or some store credits, some stores. We'll see what we can do. But you know, like us, tell your friends, listen. Uh, give us feedback. We love feedback, and yep. you know we, we we love to have a reason to do stupid stuff like build decks or things like that. And you know yep. we we got one about you know hey build this stupid land deck. Yep. It's probably gonna be awesome. Like yeah. it's 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 a great exercise in building a deck. Easy four zero. <laughs> yeah, easy easy four zero. Immediate. I mean, how do you, how do you lose? I mean, unless we, unless you go up against Bogbrew Witch and we're yeah. in trouble. Can't beat that guy. Can't beat the witch. Yeah, the thing about uh the thing about um. Playing bad decks is that you kind of learn and like realize like oh this deck is really bad and I kind of see why like the good like the top tier decks perform well where this one doesn't like you can kind of see like what the like key pieces to like making a playable standard deck are like you can see that just by like playing a bad deck. Yeah, I, I mean when we were playing the Bogbrew Witch deck, it it, it was it just, it was good. It was probably as good as a deck based on that was going to be most likely. Yeah, but. It's one of those things that the overall power level. If you're playing cards that are, you know, suboptimal, I mean, how do you beat? How does like a mono black deck beat, you know, a deck that just slams a Sphinx forever for seven? Yeah. I mean, Liliana looks really bad in that case. It's just there's just so many cards that you know might be better, and you know, building decks like this, you know, long enough, they will show you the flaws of some cards and. It'll teach you why some cards are better than others. Yep, yep. And if you can start seeing like what types of cards you're losing to, you can really, uh, you can really um, like see what kinds of cards you need to be able to beat those decks, and like like the power level of cards um, that you need to be playing. Yeah. I, I think in general, it is also awesome to build a deck like that and then see people, other people, trying to make that deck work. I've seen people play Mazes End after we started it. I've seen people play Bogbrew Witch after we've done it. And I swear everyone plays... Like everyone is just now playing Elixir Mortality. It's yeah. like a one-up in every deck, and it makes me <laughs> Everyone's so playing happy. 61 cards now. Yeah, they're actually playing 67. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how do we beat 61 cards? 67. Yep, can't beat that card. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I, I really want to get people doing this more. 
Shout outs to Alex Bianchi. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's about as long as we've gone without giving him a shout out. Yeah, we, we gotta make him. We gotta tease him. Make him. Make him wonder if we forgot. But <laughs> he wouldn't. Uh, okay, I don't want. I'm not gonna spoil nope. the Alex Bianchi uh, interview. But uh, there will be no yeah. spoilers there. There will be no spoilers. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say about um, about uh, looks for mortality or or other cards, it, the, the card is. It's a card you should only be playing if you have a specific reason to be playing it. I mean, I play it in every deck because that's what I do. <laughs> but I, I see people playing Elixir of Mortality, and it's just, it doesn't really do much. You know, for the most part, people are playing it because they're afraid of Mill or things like that. And, you know, Mill's not that common. And more often than not, it's going to be a dead card yeah. in those decks. And, I mean, in the Bogbrew Witch deck, we played it because we needed a way to recur Festering Newts. And yep. it made a lot of sense. I mean, that's a way to, you know, to actually get value out of it. Uh, when, when I play it in the, the Wolf Run deck, uh, the Wolf Run Bant deck that I had, you know, I'd played, the, the reason I played it was because the, the actual Wolf Run lists that, you know, the good players, you know, like the pros had used on almost a tour mm-hmm. had used it, and other people, they, they only ran two, sometimes three Sphinx Revs, mm-hmm. and I wanted to run a full set. And I wanted to trim win conditions. I, I only ran one ran one resto, and I cut Reckoners eventually. So my overall power level was a bit low, and I needed a way to recur cards and not mill myself out through Sphinx Revelations. Because when I first started playing the deck, I was at a point where I would lose games because I would Sphinx Rev for 5, then a Sphinx Rev for 7, then a Sphinx Rev for 10, and there goes my library. So mm-hmm. I, I, needed, I needed a way to, pr- to pr- protect my deck from myself. So yeah. it, it made sense to do that because I didn't have the, I guess, the willpower or the, the foresight to not aggressively Sphinx Rev for so many cards every time. Yeah, I'll, I'll draw I'll draw maximum on Sphinx Rev every time, no matter what. Yeah, and, and that's, why, that's why I ran four, because I knew that I would always max out my Sphinx Rev. So, I mean, to everyone who's playing Elixir Mortality, if you can't come up with a really good reason to be playing it, don't. And if everyone looks at their deck... And says, "Hey, you know, wh- why am I playing this card? You know, what matchups is it good against? What matchups is it bad against? Why am I even having this this card in the deck? You might be able to get rid of some suboptimal cards and bring in some other things, especially new cards from the new set, because you know you might you might let those just, you know, oh, I don't I don't need to play those. I got this. I got this. I got this. And if you open some space up in your deck, maybe you'll find a new card that you know plays well with your, you know, the deck you have in mind." So yeah. don't fall in that trap of playing cards because either other people play them or because you think you play them for a reason that's actually irrelevant. Like you don't need you don't need to worry about mill decks if there's one mill deck out of fifty people. Yeah. If you, if you have, if you have a main deck card for that, that's a problem. If you have a sideboard card, it's really really inefficient. And you want cards that are generally good against multiple decks. Yep. In your sideboard. Yeah, that's my elixir speech. You know, play elixir if you have a really good reason to, and if you don't, you should probably avoid it. Yep. So, so Joe, you should you should probably avoid it. Yeah, I, I, I need, need sixty one sixty first card. Yep. You can't play with 60, sixty. It just doesn't feel right in your hands. Card. I know. Sixty one. Yeah. Sixty one card. So yeah, I, I, I do too. So yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's my huge rant on don't play elixir if you're not sure why you're playing it. And if your reasons aren't good enough, cut it. Yeah. Uh, especially with the new standard, um, now is a good time for players to get out of their old habits and actively 
try their hardest. Well, they don't have to actively try their hardest. They can make a conscious effort to get better with the new, um, you know, with the, the new block coming out. Yeah. And you know, I am going to. I talked to Kai about this, and we'd like to get a couple players and see if we can, you know, coach them and make them better and see if they can progress as players and get better. So yeah. if you're interested in, you know, possibly working with me and. I don't know. I don't know if Kai's gonna be that interested or he's gonna be free. He's he's a busy person. He doesn't spend yeah. his days recording podcasts. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know. I doubt it. He might he might be big in like some you know some random thing podcast about bowling or sewing or horticulture or something like that. We don't know. Um, but yeah, like if if you are interested in you know getting better and working on strategy and working on you know mechanics and playing and fundamentals and stuff like that, I would be interested in helping some people and. Uh, I might be able to talk another good player, huh? I, I'm, I might be able to talk a good player into helping us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said it and I was like, oops. Yeah. So, yeah, I you mean, never you never know. So if you're interested, um, let me know and we can, you know, try to improve and maybe chart your progress, see if you get any better and see if we're helpful. So that's a goal. I might try this out with my brother. I think my brother's going to become an FNM tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to give him a deck that he doesn't know how to play. In a game, Magic, that doesn't really know how to play, and we'll see how we can do. I mean, I, th- yeah. I think I think in three one with the deck I'm playing, um, I'm, I'm actually just build two copies of it for the most part, and see how he does, because he's not bad, and I think he's got a lot of room to grow. And the, de- the deck pretty much plays. I mean, the, I mean, I say the deck plays itself because I mean, if I've played so many of those cards for, you know, a year already. I've played, you know, played Aetherling for a year. I've played Jace for a year. I've played Sphinx Shadows for a year. I mean, you, you just, if you play the cards long enough, the deck just becomes so easy. And that's, yeah. I mean, like, and I expected just um, pretty much, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to go 3-1 almost assuredly, if not 4-0, because people are going to be trying out new decks, and they're going to be making a lot of mistakes or building inefficiently. And I'm just going to be playing effectively the same deck that I played. I mean, it, it doesn't have Wolf Run in it. It doesn't have Thrag Tusk in it. But it does pretty much the same exact thing with yeah. very similar cards. So, I mean, I, I could probably just play the deck for a while, hammered or... <laughs> Asleep or something. Yeah. We need we need getting drunker with the dunklers. The slam drunklers. The yeah. slam drunklers. We need we should do that. We should have a nice. We we, should, we we oh we need to go we need to go to Falafel House. Yeah, we do need to go to Falafel House. <laughs> it's actually called Falafel Bar, but we gotta call it Falafel House. <laughs> gotta call it Falafel House. Oh, well, Dinner with the one, dun- one of these days we will. Wouldn't that be awesome? One we'll of these to- days we will. And one of these. Yeah. One of these days we'll actually go, and one of these days we'll actually talk about Theros Limited, but it's not going to be tonight, because I still haven't played that much of it. <laughs> we talked a little bit about it, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. Open the bow, you'll be in good shape. Yeah. That card's good. So, I mean, as always, we do our little, uh, you know, hey, get a hold of us on Twitter, at the Slam Dunklers. Check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com backslash the Slam Dunklers. Uh, give us a like. If we get enough, get enough likes, we will do an Ask Us Anything Live podcast in october and on top of that if we get a lot a lot a lot of likes like a like a damn we're getting a lot of likes we will give some stuff away yeah i don't know what but we can make it work do something yeah we'll do some awesome promotion maybe give away some cards give away some packs or something like that yeah um on top of that uh shout outs to alex bianchi as always yep um, shout out to alex bianchi yeah we gotta give some major love to the, the dark forest guys for that awesome awesome pie i mean uh Awesome live Theros pre-release event. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I remember there was one point where Ryan was just throwing packs of cards out to people, and it was just—it was awesome. It was really fun. Dude, you missed it. He whipped a pack right at your brother's face. It was I, so awesome. I heard that, and my brother cracked a temporal mastery. Yep. <laughs> then, then, yeah, uh, I don't know what the hell Ryan was doing, just gunning a pack of cards at my brother. But on top of that, he he threw out M14 packs randomly. My brother got one of those, got an Archangel Thune. Nice. And in his sealed pool, he cracked two more Mythics. So he cracked four Mythics in eight packs. Wow. We're talking Vinny Shabetta level here. Yeah. <laughs> Except he actually probably knew how to play the cards. Yeah. He, he actually, Shout out to Vinny Shabetta. Um, yeah, so... He uh, he he opens really well. He he's actually like he's, he cracked a, he cracked a goy form. Whenever he cracks cracks packs, he always does really well. Yeah. So hopefully um hopefully stops by for some F and M's and we can see how he does. You can see my brother and see why I am the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, shout out to the forest guys. Um, shout out to Neil Lafort for his awesome costume pertaining to Theros. <laughs> yeah, we won't spoil what it was, but yeah. Hopefully we got him on video. Um, also, shout-outs to... Who else deserves a shout-out? Uh, shout-outs to the New Gods for making everything exciting for the next next couple months. Shout-outs to New Elspeth. Shout-outs to every Elspeth. Elspeth is awesome. Yeah. Shout-outs to, shout to a Planeswalker that, as a plus, makes three dudes. <laughs> shout-outs to making three dudes. As soon as, soon as I get and Elspeth or two. I know I'll be playing her for a couple of years. Yeah, so. she might be your new Tamiyo. She might be my new Tamiyo. Moving on to white girls. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> white girls really aren't my thing, but... <laughs> if there's any white girls listening and they want to try to convert me... There's not. No. <laughs> Clearly not. I mean, the only girls that might be interested are blue girls. Yeah. And... They don't exist. Nah. Moonfolk. <laughs> Moonfolk. Here's hoping. Yep. <laughs> we can see it. Maybe if we we broadcast our our podcast on a on a like a set on a like a like a radio thing, the radio waves will eventually get up there and. Oh, maybe. You know, here. I mean, that's plan A. So. <laughs> plan B is to try to turn a card into real life. So. Yeah. When we're reaching here. Um. Yes, shout-outs to anyone who goes to any release events this weekend. If you guys do really well, crack some good packs, have any cool interactions or have any thoughts on Theros Limited, definitely let us know. If you have any great you know, new brew decks, let us know. Um, again, like the Facebook page. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yep. Oh, like our – I don't say downvote, but upvote our Reddit thing yeah, because we'd, lo- Reddit we'd, we'd love to have more listeners and things like that. Yeah. And um, no, no one will. That's okay. We appreciate we appreciate the fact that no one's listening. Yep. Not even mad about it. Nope. <laughs> so, um, any closing thoughts, John? Oh, I think that's about it, man. Oh, shout out to Justin for uh, his great work at the the pre-release event. I'm um, yep. getting all the audio and video set up in a crowded, cramped space. I know the the forest guys put us in a corner because they had like 70 or 80 people there. They had, yeah. they had so many people there. So um, I appreciate the fact they gave us like a table and a half, like yeah. right next to the the Warhammer stuff. So that was really cool. Great event. So check out Dark Forest if you can. And um, on that note, guys, we will catch you next week. And uh, until then, keep on dunkling. <laughs>